Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nashkuruhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa natubu ilayhi. Nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahduhu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh inna allaha wa malaikatuhu yusalluna ala nabi ya iwa alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. We thank God Almighty for all that he has provided us even in this time of scarcity and isolation, he has provided us with sustenance. He has provided us with the needs for moving forward, for survival. We thank him for all that he has given us. We ask for his guidance. We ask for his forgiveness. And we ask for repentance whenever we fall off the path. And we bear witness that there's no God but the one God and that Muhammad is the messenger and servant of God. We ask God Almighty to continue to shower from his blessings on the Prophet Muhammad and his family and his companions. I was uh, turning on the television to check on the status of the COVID-19 situation. And I found two Muslim women physicians speaking, Dr. Seema Yasmin and Dr. Jahan Al-Bayoumi. And they were the experts on dealing with the coronavirus and how we as families and as individuals can stay safe. These are two doctors among many throughout the country right now working on the front lines and helping in shaping the strategy in confronting this threat to our society. Dr. Saud Anwar of Connecticut was praised by all the frontline workers and essential workers for inventing a ventilator that was able to serve seven patients at once through his ingenuity in developing extensions from one tube. Zinat Khan on Now This, which is on Facebook, uh, a video medium, was talking about her shift as a nurse during this pandemic while she is fasting during Ramadan, during these long shifts with minimal protective gear. This is a glimpse of the heroism and service by American Muslims at this time. And this is the truth about Islam and Muslims. This is the reality. This is who we are. And these people represent all of us at this time of trial and tribulation in leading our society towards safety and security. The Quran tells us that delivering safety and serving humanity is our calling. From the time of the prayer of Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, wa'ith qala Ibrahim wa rabbi aj'al hadha baladan aminan warzuk ahlahu min al-thamarat. And lo, Abraham prayed, O my sustainer, 
make this land secure, and grant its people fruitful sustenance. So from the beginning, we know that faith alone is not what will help people, but faith with security, with service, with delivering their needs, and praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are those agents that can deliver safety, security, and sustenance to those in need. And also in Surah Al-Anfal, verse number 24, where God is commanding us through all these other verses that are talking about the circumstances of war. Here is a commandment. Ya ladina amanu stajibu lillahi wal rasuli idha da'akum lima yuhyikum wa a'lamu anna allaha yahulu bain al-mar'i wa qalbihi. And so it says, O you who have attained to faith, respond to the call of God and the Apostle whenever he calls you unto that which will give you life. And in responding to the call, then we are defending life. And this is really the purpose of Islam, is to protect life. Islamic law's first goal is that exactly. It's to protect life, mind, faith, property, and family. These are the five goals in Islamic law. I call these actually the laws of human security. You know, you pay taxes, I pay taxes. When we pay our taxes, a third of our taxes goes to national security, the security of the state through military and policing uh, operations. But there's little money that goes to human security. And we need that human security now because we have seen how flawed our system is in terms of health care, health equity, and equity in terms of the services that is needed for our society to sustain itself as a successful society. And in Surah uh, An-Nur, verse number 2055, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that he will replace fear with security if we work for righteousness. And in that word security, it refers not just to um, security of the person, but it refers to freedom from fear. And that is actually our human security. So we ask you to continue listening to the Islamic Center of Southern California and to the Muslim Public Affairs Council and all of our sister organizations in delivering human security at this time as we have seen people on the front lines actually doing that on their own. It's time to support them and raise the profile of these stories to show how Islam is replacing fear and delivering security, safety, and sustenance to society. Alhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Muslims are only 1% of the population, 
of the United States. Yet in places like New York City, we are 9% of the city's medical doctors. We are 12% of the pharmacists, 11% of the engineers. A thousand Muslims serve in the police department. We have 10,000 teachers. In 2016, we donate greater than $600 million to charity in New York City alone, and we spend $17 billion in economic expenditures. And 96,000 Muslims run small businesses in New York City that employ 250,000 people. These are the people who are essential right now. These are the people that need our support. And so these are the, the ones on the front lines, many of them, that our human security campaign will support. But more importantly, if you see that only 1% of the US population is Muslim, yet we are 9 and 12 and 11% of those essential to our society it shows that we are disproportionately involved in the contributions of our society. Another important fact on this, if you consider that there are six million Muslims and we generate a per capita income of 70,000 a year, we generate $210 billion into this economy every year. That is more than any other Muslim-majority country overseas, especially those who are oil-producing countries, where we're going to see their revenues drop this year. In other words, brothers and sisters, our point is that we, as an American Muslim community, are more powerful than any foreign country of the 55 Muslim-majority countries today. We are more economically powerful. We are more politically powerful. We are more socially cohesive as an ummah here than we find anywhere outside the United States. In Michigan, whereas 9% of the doctors were Muslim in New York City, in Michigan, we are 15% of the medical doctors in that state. 10% of the state pharmacists are Muslim. 35 Muslims hold public offices in that state. So what we see here is Muslims contributing in the best of ways in delivering our society and exchanging the fear that people have with security and freedom from fear. So these Muslims are responding like we are to God's call for life through the Prophet Muhammad These Muslims are our shining stars right now. These Muslims are changing the narrative about Islam and, um, in America. And these Muslims are working for human security. As I said before, human security is the security of civilian populations. National security is security of the state. You cannot have national security without human security. And these people are demonstrating how essential they are 
in winning the war against this virus. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, protect all the houses uh, within our community and throughout uh, our society. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to strengthen the resolve of our frontline workers who are fighting and combating this virus. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us safe and to deliver us from fear to freedom from fear and to full security at this time. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue supporting this Islamic center and the great services that it provides in delivering food and other deliveries to the elderly and the needy. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give pride to our youth in being the, the next line of leaders as we continue in demonstrating to our society the positive vital contributions of Islam in America. Wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Akum as-salam.